This episode of the Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Sales Leadership United is the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Sales leadership frameworks, mindset tools, skill set tools, performance coaching, sales leadership training tools, video insights with some of the world's most successful sales leaders, tools used by sales leaders to create massive impact in the current environment. So don't waste your time trying to reinvent sales leadership. Head to Sales Leadership United on Patreon and check out what the world's most complete collection of sales leadership assets can do for you. Every topic you'll ever need and the tools to help you accelerate your sales leadership career all in one place. Check out Sales Leadership United today. Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. We help sales leaders make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. It doesn't matter if you're a new manager, a first-time VP of sales, or a seasoned sales leadership executive. Tap into the power of coaching with people who have been there, done that. If you've ever wondered how other people with jobs similar to yours are addressing challenges you're facing now, reach out to the Jepson Performance Group and learn why sales leaders all around the world choose us as their performance partner. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. And we are in for a good one today. I am pumped to welcome Ronnell Richards to our show. Now, Ronnell's a modern-day Ron Burgundy in the sales world. And by that, I mean he's kind of a big deal. Ronnell's someone who has done it all, and he does it at a very high level. He's led teams of all sizes, he's started multiple successful businesses, and he's created great success by scaling his high-impact approach to sales, the customer experience, and just doing the right thing. Now, Ronald's having massive success in, and having huge impact in several areas right now. He's working and training salespeople on sales teams all around the world. He's got his own award-winning podcast, which has turned into a traveling sales show, Business and Bourbon. And if you haven't checked out that yet, you're going to want to, and we'll make that easy for you. Um, he's very recently released a book that you need to read. It's called Shut Up and Sell, okay? Shut the hell up and sell. I said it wrong. Sorry, we'll get that right. Shut the hell up and sell. He just had the launch event and the book is having massive success. I've read it twice already and I'm excited to share some of the insights from the book with you today. But I guess the best thing I can say is Ron L. someone who's not an armchair quarterback. He's doing the job right now and he's doing it with wildly successful teams in a way that's turning heads. And I'm pumped to dive into this. I'm excited to get started. Ron L., welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast and thanks for joining me. Rob, thank you so much for the invitation. And dude, oh my God, that's the first time I've ever been introduced with as like Ron Burgundy. And you got me with that, right? I'm I'm sold. I'm <laughs> I'm so I'm excited. You could have ended it right there. Ron Burgundy, so close to my heart, dude. Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> uh, it's true though, man. Like 
you're doing big things and and I'm really excited to bring you to our audience and we got we got almost 50,000 people that are going to be listening to you today and we're going to do some good man you're going to share some things that are important things and I've enjoyed your work a lot I've followed you for a while I've been I've been excited to get my hands on your book and in our in our interactions getting ready for this I, I'm really confident this is going to be a really great conversation today so thanks for joining me my pleasure let's do it why don't you start by just telling our audience a little bit about yourself and what you're doing for customers right now? Well, you know, my career now goes back about 25 years in sales. And let's go. You know, you know, I started in retail jewelry. And today, you know, I worked on my way into corporate sales. And, you know, during that journey, I love telling people about the retail jewelry because I learned some lessons back then that have really served me well throughout my whole career. They've helped me with the businesses that I've grown, helped me in coaching others. And, you know, really comes back to, you know, really understanding who's sitting on the other side of the table, really an intense focus on serving them, an intense focus on connecting and building relationships, um, which is, is something that you learn in that business, right? And, uh, you know, since then, gone on, started a bunch of companies, um, worked in corporate, um, you know, I have a few companies right now that I run, but I tell you, man, some of the most valuable lessons that I've learned in sales really come back from those early years sitting, sitting in the jewelry store and selling emotion, selling love. Right. And so what I've, what I've had the, what I've kind of focused a lot of my coaching and consulting on in the sales world is getting people to connect with the emotion of sales, getting them to connect with making emotional impact with um, with their buyer, right? Understanding what matters most to that person that's sitting on the other side of the table so that we are, we're focused on the right things. When we come back around to presenting our product service or whatever, we're hitting it on the mark, man. We're, we're presenting something, presenting what we're doing in a way that impacts what they really care about. And it's not, you know, just about us and, and our, and that superficial stuff that we see a lot of right now. I love that introduction. And I love what you alluded to, because you talk about this in the book a little bit. And, and I, I might want to just start with this a little bit, because you shared how you got started in sales, how that led you where you are. And what I love is you kind of talk about this a little bit. For those that haven't seen it, like people that are on Sales Leadership United that get the video of this, like, this is an awesome book. It's 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 a killer book. I like the simplicity of even the cover. It's simple. And like, it's not like this epistle to the Romans, man. It's it's really action packed. Every page is worth reading. One of the things you say is things got to be organic. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you talk about what that means. But what I like about it is you say, hey, maybe the tools of sales have changed. Maybe the way we scale sales has changed. But the way someone chooses to buy that hasn't changed, just like the way a plant grows hasn't changed. Would yeah. you mind sharing that just a little bit? Because I think that has a lot to do to set us up with what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Um, so, so first, thank you for you know acknowledging the simplicity of the book, and that design is very intentional. You know, I sought to, I really wanted to create a, a guidebook and not a textbook, right? And so, like, oh, I want you to wait, roll. Wait. Yeah. A guidebook, not a textbook. That's a yes, bomb. That's that's a good drop right there. <laughs> yeah, I want I want people. I want you know. I'm one of these guys that I, that I write in notebooks. I always have. Like since I was a little kid, I'm writing my dreams. I'm writing down my business plans. I'm my ideas, notes, all those sorts of things. And so, I wanted in the design of that, I wanted people to feel that. I want you to roll it up and stick it in your back pocket. Right again, I want it to be a guidebook. Um, so 
Oh, I lost my track. So your initial question, because I get so excited about talking about the design because there's so much intentional intention yeah, in the design. It's awesome. Um, you had said organic. Uh, the Boom, organic, organic. thank you yeah it's part of your philosophy it's like yeah. we should that's one of the things we're going to talk about is this idea of having a ph philosophical approach to sales not just working your ass off you do got to yeah. work hard okay but yeah. it's not just like stay in your lane and just do as i say like you have this philosophy and one of the I, things that spoke to me was this idea of like it hasn't changed a lot it's like this yeah. this organic things that's i thought would be a cool place to start yeah so like you know there's this concept that i like to talk about which is called the organic sale right and guys, I want to I want to help you guys to, to visualize what, what I mean by the or, organic sale. So when you do everything right on the front end, you put in the work, sales just happen naturally, right? So think about it like this. Um, I'm not a marathoner. Maybe you are, Rob. I don't no. know. Have you ever run a no, marathon? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, but, you know, a marathon, I think it's what it's like 24.1 miles, something like that. So think about 26. this. 26.2. 26.2, but you know that. Okay. So it's 26.2. So check this out. Think about your thing. You're running a marathon, right? 26.2 miles and you are 24 miles into that marathon. And like, you know, you haven't had anything to drink. Your feet are hurting and you're just dragging and you're just trying to get through. You're almost there. Right. And your mouth is dry and crusty. And here's Ronnell on right there on the, on, on, in the middle of this race, I've got this big glass of water. And I'm handing you, I'm putting that big glass of water out there as you're running by. You guys have probably seen that as you've seen, you know, marathon runners, they grab that glass, of, that cup of water. I got a big glass of water. What are you going to do? Are you going to just knock it out of my hand and keep on running? Or are you going to grab that glass of water? That is my, that kind of sums up the organic sale. When we do the right things on the front end and we prepare people, we make sure that we're focused on what matters most to them and what they care about. When we deliver that glass of water, which is our proposal, our demo, whatever it is, it's something that they just are going to drink down organically and do business and close, right? So I just like to bring way more focus to the front of the sell, the front end of the sales process, as opposed to the back, like the back is what gets all the attention, right? That's the sexy thing, the clothes, the clothes, there's a gazillion books about closing, and not enough about how we start the race, right? And so Love I bring it. more attention to how we start, because that's going to make it easy. It's gonna make it easy for you to close. And it's just gonna happen organically. I think that's really insightful. In fact, that's a good way to set it up because I like that approach. You're right. I thought a lot about that since I read it in your book. I read the first time last year when you sent it to me. Uh, you're such a busy dude. It's been a hard time getting you here. Uh, I, I'm I, busy. I, you're the busy. <laughs> <laughs> you got more sky miles than me, buddy. <laughs> um, but I read it again in preparation for our conversation. I read it a second time and that really jumped at me. The idea of tools may change. Mm -hmm. but but the way you got to connect to someone hasn't yeah and so i think it sets up i, I really like as we're talking like we're recording this for so this is going to go live uh pretty quick it's going to go live a couple weeks after we record it we're recording it in the middle of january it'll probably go live right at the beginning of february and so we are at the beginning of a new year some people you're two months in some people in the SaaS companies you're starting in february anyway, so it's still the beginning of the year for these people um as we start this year new year a lot of question marks hitting us, okay? I'm really interested in your perspective. You have a, a perspective that I thought was really interesting. Like, as you look at this year, 
Like, what are the things you're seeing that you can share with a lot of sales leaders who are in the same world that you are, but you have this opportunity to share this gift of perspective? I'd love for you to share some perspective of what you're seeing as we start what will be a year that has some question marks to it. Yeah, you know, what I'm hearing from my partners and, you know, this is a, these are challenges that I deal with as well, because that's that's one of the things, Rob, I want to make clear. And I think people understand when they hear my message is that, you know, I'm in the game. <laughs> I'm not just coaching like I'm a player. Well, that's coach. a big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. Absolutely. And so, you know, what a lot of leaders are concerned about going into this year is that we've been in this era of abundance, what I've been calling the artificial bubble over the last couple of years. A lot of my folks and friends that are in technology have just been killing it. Their, their products are just, they've been flying off the shelf because businesses have felt that they've had no choice but to get these, these technologies and, you know, buy their software, buy their, their, their SaaS products, their UCAS products. And now it's about to shift, right? Well, it's already started. It started last year. And we're, we're, we're hearing all these, just this morning, man, I heard like there's a ton of layoffs with Microsoft and, and Google announced today. And Google. Google announced today they announced. Yeah. How about that? How about yeah, that? Who would you know? have ever but, thought that? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, anyone that is a, a student of history and of business could see it coming from a mile away. So I'm not, I'm not clairvoyant. I'm not, I'm not a, a fortune teller. I just am a student of business so I could see this coming, right? And so that's what folks are challenged with and concerned about going into this year is that they've got sellers that have that have some bad habits, right? Because business has become, become has been really easy for them. So they've got some bad habits and they've really gotten away from the fundamentals of being successful in this business. They've gotten away from building and nurturing relationships, right? Because they've been they've been order taker taking and and if you guys are being honest, you know that this is true. A lot of my buddies that I'm talking, I've been talking to over the last couple of months, they know it. They're looking at their organizations and they're like, ah, guys have just really been order taking and not really having a the focus that they need to have on the customer on creating great relationships on serving on problem solving on, so, on providing solutions they just been selling product well going into this year guys we got to change we've got to really get back to the fundamentals and as you said rob like this stuff doesn't change it doesn't change what it took to be a an excellent seller in 1943 is the same as in 2023 and will be the same in 2063, right? Technology changes, technology changes and, you know, cultures evolve, but those fundamentals of salesmanship, relationship building, problem solving, they don't change and will never change. So, you know, what I'm telling my friends is, look, it's, you, you got to get back to those fundamentals. You got to spend some time coaching your sellers on really um, getting back to the blocking and tackling of sales, right? Like that's where, that's where the success really is. Like, you know, I love sports, man. So I'm always a sports. Let's go. Yeah, you let's gotta, go. <laughs> you got to get back to the blocking and tackling. This isn't the sexy stuff, right? But this is the basic stuff, man. The basics, the fundamentals, understanding what matters to your customer, doing great discovery, and that's one thing that Rob people have gotten away from. When you're in order taking mode, you're not really doing. You're doing some basic discovery, and usually your your discovery is just, um, you know, simple questions to help you come to the conclusions that you already have in your mind before you sat down with that customer, as opposed to really um, aggressively going about discovery in a way to uncover what is going on in their world 
and divorcing yourself from your product or service. That's key. This is where we're missing it a lot of times in discovery, right? Like we're going in with the focus on us. It's all inward. Okay. You're asking questions like you're asking questions to, to qualify people for your product or service, as opposed to asking questions that help you understand what's going on in their world unrelated to you. Because I'm going to bring you back to what I said early in this. When you understand what's going on in their world unrelated to you, what they really care about. Now, when it comes time for you to present your product or solution, you're going to present it in a way that's going to win because you're going to loop in what they actually care about, what they're really emotionally motivated by. All right. So let's let's dive into that. Let's dive into, let's have our sales leaders like, I'm excited to share. We've got a lot of sales leaders listening right now. They're going, I get it. I get it. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. So now let's get into the, so what part of this right now? We got, we got like a half an hour, just under a half an hour. This is going to go fast brother. <laughs> but like, as we look at the world, as you look at the world right now, and you're doing it with a lot, like, especially with the advent of your book right now, you've got a lot of people that are talking to you. A lot of people that you're doing a lot of events with. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk through, like maybe we could take a page out of the way you approached your book. Well, you approached your book, for those that are listening, one of the things that made it different for me was I see a lot of people that just get into the textbook. Like you said, I love that. You know, it's a guidebook, not a textbook. I, that was good, man. Um, you have it in two halves. The first is the philosophy. The second is how we execute or activate or whatever the right word is. I, I'm sorry if I got it wrong. Um, why did you start with a philosophy? And maybe I should ask, should our leaders have a philosophy of how we sell at this company? So uh, the short answer to your second part of the question is yes. And let me, okay. <laughs> yes, they should. But let me tell you why. I'll, I'll give you guys a little story that you maybe can all relate to. Think about when you're a kid. Um, when I was a kid, we had an electric stove in the house, right? And I don't know okay. if you guys, how many of you have had electric stoves? Now everyone's got, seems like everyone has gas stoves. I got gas, I'm sorry, gas range. That's what I have, gas range. Now I'm, you know, I'm a big deal. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Let's go. You are Ron Burgundy. Kind of a big deal. Little jazz flute yet to come. <laughs> I'm working on the jazz flute. So, you know, so we had this, we had this electric stove, right? And if you know anything about electric stoves, they have that heating coil at the yeah. top, right? Like, so yeah. you cut the stove on and it glows. It's like a beautiful glow. It's a beautiful neon glow, right? And you're a little kid. You see that. It's beautiful. You want to touch it. Oh, it's hot. I want to touch that. And your mom says, no, don't touch it. It's hot. And you say, okay. All right, mom, you're, you're my mom. I, you know, I, I trust you. And you know, you go about your way. Then the next day you walk into the, the kitchen and it's glowing again. Oh, and you start reaching. Oh, I want to touch it. There's mom there. No, don't touch it. All right. Third time. She's not paying attention. You reach up and you touch it. Ah, <laughs> that is philosophy. That is why. So your mom was telling you multiple times, don't touch it hot, but you couldn't really connect to it. You didn't know what hot meant until you actually touched it. So the reason why I focus on philosophy, and I think we all need to have philosophy that fuels our actions is because people won't take the actions they need to take consistently unless they understand and feel why they understand philosophy and have a why that fuels that. Um, you know, Rob, you and I were talking this, about this before. Um you know, there are so many great trainers and sales leaders out there that have fantastic content, right? You're delivering yeah, sure. great content to your to your team or the people that you're you're coaching. 
And, you know, when you deliver that content, and tell me if you guys can identify with this. Tell, tell me in the comments or tell me, <laughs> tell me mentally. You can't physically tell me because I'm not talking to you. <laughs> you They'll reach out to you. Sales leadership podcast people will reach out to you, Ronnell. Our, our listeners out. will reach out. So, you know, think about this. So you go and you, 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 you coach a bunch of sellers, you, you do a workshop with a bunch of sellers, right? And yep. you have that top 20% that are killing it. They're doing really well. They're very successful. You get that bottom 20% that they're just not doing well at all. Right. And they're on the way out. So you go in there and you do that training and you give them great content. Months later, those people that were successful, they are still successful. The people that mm -hmm. were not Oh, they're still not successful. Why is that? If the content is great, why is it that we can't get that movement out of those other folks? Why are we not making that impact? I believe that it's because of we're, philosophy. We're missing philosophy. We're missing why that they can relate and connect to. See, when you have that why, you have that philosophy, and I'm not talking, I'm talking much more granular guys than just like the big philosophical why, like, why are we here? No, I'm not talking about why are we here? Why? That's for you to figure out at church or whatever, wherever you want to. I'm talking about the why that fuels those actions that people need to take to be successful, much like me touching or wanting to touch that hot electric coil. When my mother's telling me, don't do it. I didn't understand what hot meant and why to not touch it until I actually touch it. So in my book, I'm sharing those stories first to better educate people. I want people to understand the why, and I'm doing that through stories that I feel like they can relate and connect with so that that fuels the actions that I'm going to ask them to take in the second part of the book. So I love that. So the idea of creating a sales philosophy, like as I looked at yours, I was like, man, what's my philosophy? Like, what's my sales? Philosophy? What's my leadership philosophy? Mm -hmm. And I started jotting stuff down and it was fun. Like at the back of your book, you have like 20 some odd pages to, for people to write their truth in. And I thought that was great that you did that. But the idea of what is your philosophy as a leader? What is, and maybe helping the members of your team, what is your philosophy as a seller? I think that's a, that's a worthwhile endeavor. I don't think that's busy work. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, something I, I'd like to add to that, Rob, is as you guys are thinking about that, thinking about what that is, it has to be personal. It has to be personal. This is this is kind of what I'm trying to to to, to let people or, or really help people to connect with, like those whys. And the reason I tell those stories is those stories are like they're they're fun, real stories, but they are personal stories. I feel like people can connect to because, you know, they maybe had a dad that planted a garden like my dad did, as I tell in, in, in one of the stories, um, because if, it, if it's just like these big, like corporate wise, that's not going to do it. You know, I used to have this guy that was, um, <laughs> I, I went to the, I went to work for a company many, many years ago. And when I walked in the door, I saw these quotes Okay. And one of the quotes was, I'm not going to say the guy's name because he's still out there and he's a successful leader and it doesn't really matter. But um, so I'm not going to say his name, but the quote, when I walked into the, the door as a young seller, there was this big quote and it said, quota is your commitment to the firm. That was like, that's why, right? And then it was this guy's name. It wasn't, this guy is not, I mean, he's not like, you know, um, 
I don't know, Socrates or anything. He's just, he was the director of sales, which I found to be pretty pretentious, if I'm being honest. I found it like, okay. that's so weird. But anyway, um, that was his way of creating a why. Well, that doesn't work for me, the individual. It doesn't. Like that why it has to be much more personal if you want it to make the impact and drive the actions that you want people to take. Right. And so, you know, leaders, here's what I would recommend. First, get in Perfect. touch with your why. Get in touch with your why. Right. And once you get in touch with your why, share it with your team, that personal why. Share it with them. They might be able to relate to that and it will help them in developing their own. So, you know, I believe that I, I believe that you lead lead from the trenches and that you lead and, and coach individuals, right? And not just groups because we're all, we've got different backgrounds. We've got different experiences. And so, you know, leading from the trenches starts with you sharing your authentic why with their team and then work with your team individually to help them to figure out what theirs is. I think that's a fantastic place to start. So have that figured out. And then, and then, that's going to cascade what you need to get great at, right? That's going to set mm -hmm. up for you. What are the things you got to get great now? Everyone's going to have slightly different philosophical approaches to sales. Everyone's going to have slightly different, you know, or, or unique to who they are reasons why they do it the way they do it. Yeah. All those are good. You're making me think of Jerry Maguire with the, the mission statement uh, scene, you know, like the memo. And uh, everyone's got to have their version of the Jerry Maguire memo, like his was fewer customers, better service, for example, right? And Rob, you you know, you're losing like half your audience with that, right? Uh, I know, <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> I, I could only do this if I have video to support me on it, right? <laughs> you got to be like, uh, you got to be what? Probably 35 plus. At That's all right. To, for that Jerry Maguire. Uh, good is still good, baby. Good is still good. Okay? It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I like that. And, and we've talked about being organic. We've talked about the philosophy. I want to shift into now, like, what are some things that you're seeing? Like, here's some non-negotiables. Here's some things you're seeing that are transferable. One of the things I like about you, Ron, there's a lot of things I like about you, but you have this perspective. You are doing it now, but you're doing it in a lot of arenas. Like you've mentioned SaaS, you've mentioned tech, you've got other places that you are as well. So you're, the reason I value that is I have a similar perspective. And what I found is the non-negotiables of what you're talking about, they don't change much from market to market or product to product. Like these things are fairly universal. So I'd love it if you could share like a couple of these that our listeners might say, hey, here are some of the competencies or some of the things that you need to like activate to help you get off to a fast start. So these question marks that are facing us become less questionable, right? Yeah. And, and, and you got one or two things that we could start with. I, you got a few in the book. I don't care if we start there or if it's just other places, but I'd love to, to give our leaders just a couple of things they might think about as they listen to this episode. I've got one major one and it, okay, let's it's, go. Re it's, it's resonating even that much more right at this moment. We just did our, our book, our big concert style book release event, you know, two days ago. And so I've been having conversations with our partners and sponsors and speakers, you know, post event and really coaching them to success. Right. And as part of coaching them to post event success, I I'm debriefing and talking about the, the event. And what makes us successful in that event, which drives me through marketing events and everything that I do and the multiple businesses that I'm involved in is the same thing. And it's a major, it's a major theme in the book, which is that it ain't about me. 
it ain't about me. It has to be about them. We've got to make them, them being our audience, them being our customers, they have to win. When someone comes to a business and bourbon experience, a win from a win, the win is that they have to, they have to have an experience where they're able to connect, they're able to collaborate, they're able to build business relationships. So, you know, I have to educate my speakers. I got to educate my, my partners that that's what we want because that's the win for us. If they come, if they don't listen to, let's say they're in the back of the room and they're talking and, everything, and they're not listening to your speech. So what? That's the biggest win. The biggest win is that they're connecting with someone and they're building a relationship that's going to help them in their business. It ain't mm. about me. It's not about us. Now we will win in the long run, because we created that experience. And this is what I'm telling them. You get to attach yourself to that experience, to that mm. impact that, that, we're, that we're making. So think about that from the standpoint, I, I'm telling, I'm explaining this to you from the standpoint of doing a marketing event, but it, the same applies when you're on the sales floor, when you are, you're, you're going through discovery, when you're, and it, most of your, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are probably in a complex selling environment. Here's the way things work right now. You do your prospecting. When you're doing your prospecting, it's all about you. It's lonely. It is all about you. You got to, there's nobody patting you on the back saying, hey, Ronnell, you're going to, you're going to make it happen. You got to tell yourself that you got to be the man through that experience because there's a lot of no's, there's a lot of negativity. So you got to build yourself up. Tons of rejection. Yeah. Right. Lots of rejection. But Rob, the minute someone grants you an audience, you got to hit that switch and turn it off. It's not about you anymore. It's not about you. So when you're sitting down and you're and they've granted you that audience and you're doing discovery, now it has to 100% be about them. And you know that's one of the things you know that I love about you in our conversation. You get this pragmatic approach or really understanding why you should have a pragmatic approach and why it should be really um, prescriptive, right? Like it's not just theoretical, like here, this is what you should do. And so that's what I've kind of tried to do in the book is really help people with pragmatic, practical, prescriptive direction on how to do this, right? Because we got to turn that switch off. So how do we turn the switch off? What are some tools for us to help us to turn, turn that switch off, right? Love it. So that we can 100% focus on that person sitting across the table from us and serve them because our job now becomes to make them the star. We're not the star anymore. And it is, and I understand how hard that is because, you know, a lot of us were out there like lone wolves and trying to make it happen and building ourselves up. And we carry that into the customer interaction after they've granted us an audience. We have to turn it off again. We got to focus on them and we got to, we have to use tools to help keep us focused on them and uncovering again, what matters most to them. Right. We got to serve them and serve. And, you know, I love that word. You guys are probably getting that serve. I love it. I got a love and hate relationship with it. I got a love and hate relationship with it because it has become such an overused cliche. People say it, but they don't really understand it, Rob. They don't really understand what that means. You know what it, it reminds it, me of, Ron Al? Can I just interrupt? I, I just did interrupt. I'm not going to ask for a second. I just freaking interrupted you. So forgive me, brother. <laughs> Let's go. Um, You're my boy. Let's when, go. When, what, what, I love what you said. You're right. We say it, 
but we don't know what it means. And I want to dive into that. I want to, we may spend the rest of our time on what that means, but it mm-hmm. reminds me of when COVID hit and all of a sudden a buzzword emerged that I don't think any, it was so overused. No one knew what it meant. It was empathy. You got to have empathy right now. Well, I heard oh everybody talk about it. I don't know what, and I don't think anybody knew what it meant. I would mm-hmm. ask people, what does that mean to you? How do you like sell with empathy? How do you make that part of your process? And it was like, oh, it's a good question. So, so back on your get going, I, I feel bad that I interrupted you because you were cooking. No, no, no. That's what it nope. reminds me of the serve. Like, what does it mean? And how do you do that? How do you, how do you as a leader help your team do that? Boom. I love it. I love it. Okay. So here's the thing. And this is going to sound weird to you guys, but you have to divorce yourself from your product and service. Listen, if you're doing the right work on the front end, on the prospecting, meaning that you're building databases and you're prospecting people that you know you can knock it out of the park with, okay? You know that you can serve them. Your product is is a great, your product or service is a great fit for those people. That's where it starts. You got to start there, right? Great database. When you're doing that, once you've started, once you've, you're granted an audience with one of those people, you got to mm-hmm. cut off your product and service, divorce yourself from that. You already know, listen, you know, you've already got good alignment because you did the database work. So when you cut yourself off, cut in the sense of, you know, divorcing yourself from your product and your service, and you truly focus on uncovering what they care about, here's what you here's how you do that. You do that by stop asking questions that just relate to your product and service. Okay. A lot of guys you're in discovery and you're asking questions that are like, Hey, how do you use X? How do you do Y all related to your product? No, what I want to know is I want to get to the heart of what they care about. What are their ambitions? What are they afraid of? What's going to get them fired? What's going to get them promoted? Here's the funny thing. It may sound like, Oh man, how do I get people in the conversations about that? It's way easier than you think. Because I'm glad you people, brought it up because that's what I was going to ask you. Okay, let's talk about that because yeah. I'm interrupting you again. Forgive me, but I'm fast, baby. I want to give you all the time. Back in like, I'm going to like date myself again. Back in the early 2000s, it yeah. was in vogue to say, oh, the question you ask is what's keeping you up at night? People would tell yeah. you, they would actually teach you to ask that shit. Okay. Yeah. Now that's enough to get you thrown out of a call. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? You're asking me that? There's a much better way to ask those same questions. Again, yeah. go back to my initial advice alignment in your database and your prospecting so you should be prospecting people and this you should be prospecting with less of a wide net there's a whole lot of wide net stuff going on right going on right now when you are prospecting people you are uniquely qualified to serve and companies and industries and businesses you're uniquely qualified to serve guess what that means it means you know them you know Amen. their business. So yeah. you can, when you ask these questions, you're not asking them in a hacky way of, oh, what keeps you up at night? No, you're like, hey, yeah. listen, you know, I work with companies like this. And this is one of the challenges that I'm seeing from them. Is that something that you guys are experiencing? And then your customer says, oh, well, you know what? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, tell me more, more. And, you know, simple, always do the add-on question. Tell me more. What else? What else? Anything else? Those are super important questions to really get them to open up and and dig down more. And now here's the funny thing. When you touch on something that's a trigger, you should already have four or five of these ready to go. Because again, you know this industry, you know their business, you've worked with people in that business before. So you know the things that they're they're concerned about. But when you touch on a trigger, the funny thing, here's what happens when you touch on a trigger or you, you, you uncover one of those painful things that they put in the, the recesses of their mind. Oh, a whole bunch of other stuff comes out because now you've tapped into emotion. You've tapped into what they care about. 
right? And now they're going to start volunteering more information. Once they start volunteering more information, it actually makes it that much easier to ask questions like, hey, listen, man, what's going to get you hired? What's going to get you promoted? What are your focuses going on this year? I want to know what I want to uncover in discovery is what their boss, how their boss evaluates them. <laughs> how are they evaluated by their boss? What is success to them? Because when my focus is on the customer and not on me, my focus is on how to make them a rock star, how to make them successful in their job, right? If I'm able to do that, I'm going to create a great relationship. I'm going to have success. We're going to have successful outcomes, right? We're going to sell product, right? But beyond that, we're going to build an advocate. And that's something else that I talk about in the book is how to build advocates. That's the guys like you and me, Rob, that have been in this for a while. That's we know that's what the, the that's what the game is really about. That's how you make it. That's how you get off this hamster wheel that a lot of you know sellers and sales leaders are on right now, where it's like month after it's it's like the marathon of sprints, right? Like month after month, it's the same thing. The most successful sellers, they're not on a marathon of sprints because they have built advocates out of their customers. And you know what an advocate does for you? They sell for you, they bring Boom. people to you. Like, you don't, you know, that, that's, that's this, the secret sauce. Anyway, I love this that, stuff. That little five minutes that you just did, that's going to be a video clip that we'll share. And, and that's gold right there. I, I have one quick follow-up question I want to ask to that. That's going to take a little bit of time. And then I want to ask you a couple things just about you. And then we're going to be done, dude. This went fast. Thank you for being even better than expected. Okay. Um, Thanks, one of the things I'm observing, and since this is going to be pretty parallel with what you just said, I'm observing right now that years ago we said, like you said, get away from the product, find the problems, right? And I'm going, I'm going back to the 80s and 90s a lot on this call, dude. One of the great poets of the 90s, right? Vanilla Ice. He said, "If I have a pro, if you have a problem, yo, yes. I'll solve it." Right? Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he used to say, <laughs> if you have a problem, yo, also, I used to think, okay, so in the early 2000s, like that was it, man, find the yeah. problem, yo, I'll solve it. And I would yeah. win. Okay. And so I, I, I think we got to be better than that now though, too, because now people got a lot of problems, yes. man. You know, in the words of another great poet, Jay-Z, uh, they might, you might hear something like this. I got 99 mm -hmm. problems, but your pitch ain't one. Okay? <laughs> yeah, okay? yeah. Your pitch ain't one. And so, um, I think that that's real. I have a lot of large companies. I work with a ton of large companies and they, one of them told me, have, we have 98 things that are on our information technology, like vetting list right now. 90. So what does that mean to me? There's 98 reps that think they're on the home stretch to getting a deal done. We're like in the formal evaluation process. They said, guess how many were funded for this year, 2023, Rob? I said, tell me, they said five, mm. five of the 98 are going to get deals. Yeah. And, and so what that tells me is it's not a problem. It's not enough to say, yo, I'll solve it. Yes. We got to say, what's the priorities? We got to have yes. conversations where people tell us, what are you prioritizing and why? I think it's that next iteration of the whys you talked about having priority conversations. Am I thinking about that the right way? Does that fit what you're saying? Like the, Absolutely. Like time, could you just address that for a minute? Because I think that's really timely and really relevant and could help a lot of teams. Yeah, I love that. Um, so yeah, the problem is what's going to get you in the door, right? Mm. Um, so you've done your your due diligence. You've got a database. You're prospecting people that you know have a likelihood to have problems that you can potentially solve, right? That's what got you in the door. Now, once you get in the door, you got to understand what matters most to them. 
you got to understand what matters most. And that's why this, that's why I spend so much time like focused on discovery because that discovery is how they're going to like, you talk to anybody long enough and you ask the right questions and they're open-ended questions and they're really probing questions and you dig for more and more and more. They're going to give you the recipe. Trust and believe they will give you the recipe. So you got to understand what matters most to that person. Um, again, and it can't be just that assumed problem that got you in the, the door or the problem that they, you know, you were ident- able to identify your SDR was able to identify. Hey, look, do you have this problem? Great. Let's talk. You got to find out what's going on with them. And here's something else that, that, that a lot of people miss. Because a lot of you are in multiple, you're, you're in complex sales environments, and there are multiple stakeholders. Every stakeholder's um, uh, what matters most thing can be different and is different. You have to really, you got to go to discover, you got to do discovery with everybody that is involved in the decision. When you are, when it comes time to do your presentation, your demo, whatever it is, give your proposal. Guys, that's like, it's like the one dart that you have. And, you know, when you throw that dart against the board, you got to hit a bullseye. You got to hit a bullseye because you, you're more times than not, you're not going to get another chance. They're not giving you another dart once you don't hit it. So the, 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 the only way you can hit that bullseye is by uncovering as much information as possible to understand to get to dig deeper and understand what's going on in that person's world. And what you're hearing an overarching theme of emotion, right? Emotion. Mm. We got to find emotional triggers, triggers. A lot of times in sales, we're so focused on the rational stuff when you, and, and it's not your fault. It is not your fault because your corporate training is largely rational training. And there's a reason, and it's not their fault. That's the way they have to train you because they are training you they are training the masses, all right? I'm a company. I got a, I got, you know, 300 salespeople. They're not all going to be rock stars. They're not all going to be super successful. I have to create systems and I have to create training systems that can train the masses and give us the best chance of having some success with each individual that walks through the door, right? And so, um, and, and, and Rob, not to segue away, but that's kind of what when I talk about and, and think about my philosophy on sales um, and helping people to be to become better, the difference I think and what I do and what I'm trying to do with folks is I'm trying to help people to build successful sales businesses, okay, as opposed to becoming a better seller. It is very different. Okay, when you're when you're building a business, you're an entrepreneur. When you're building a business, your mindset is different. How you execute is 100%. different. Hundred percent. Right? You, you're you're more focused on long term relationships. You're more focused it, when you when you think about it in these terms. It will help you with these concepts that I'm talking about right now, like how to do proper dis- discovery, how to divorce yourself, your product and your service, and how to under uncover what matters most to the customer. Because once you do that, those are those are the catalysts to building these great long term relationships and creating advocates. So you're not just getting a sale. And moving on and getting another sale and again getting staying on that that marathon of of sprints right you're building ah. a successful sales business ronnell you're awesome shut the hell up and sell where'd the title come from and how do they get the book you know um so overall if i were really kind of sum up 
my philosophy on sales and kind of where we're at in sales right now, um, we talk too much. We talk too much. We think our voice is more important than the customer's voice. And we do so much of this unintentionally. Like we just don't know any better. Like when we're sitting in discovery and we're just listening to questions so we can think about, so we can immediately come back with answers, like as opposed to, you know, just shutting up, saying less. And it's hard. And and so um, anyway, um, the book's available on our website, shuttheheelupandsell.com. It's on on Amazon. And one of the things that I want to leave you guys with too, Rob, is that like, I don't, I think there's way too much like theoretical stuff out there. Like, I agree. It's easy to say, okay, shut the hell up. Like, it's a, it's a cliche. Hey, listen, you need to listen more. God, what do they say? God gave you two ears and one mouth. So listen more. Okay, that's cool. But how do you do it? It's one thing to say it. How do you do it? So in the book, I'm like, okay, this is how you do it. Like, so because you do it. So, so are we going to, uh, this is going to be a dance party. We're just going to like, it's going to be a uh, hip hop. This is going to be the hip hop version of the sales leadership podcast, man. We're going to, we have a good time together. <laughs> oh man. All right. Favorite nineties well, hip hop song. No, dude, we'll Go. say that for next episode. We, we'll say it for next episode, brother, because Love I it. want, I want to finish like we're, we're low on, we're out of time and I, I really want to make sure people get you. So yeah. Go to shuttheheluponcell.com. Go to Amazon. We'll have in the show notes how to get a hold of that. How else can they get you? Like, you got the whole business and bourbon phenom. I just, oh, I yeah. want to give you enough time to like, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to want more right now. And I'm going to endorse yeah. saying you do want that more. Give it a shot. Like, check out the resources. You got a lot. Instead of yeah. my favorite, like, we'll do that. The next episode, we're going to talk about our favorite 90s hip hop. We're also going to have that episode to be about how to build advocates. That deserves a show all by itself. Okay. Love it. So if, if you'll do it, we'll have you come back in middle of the year or something like that. And we'll talk about building advocates. But how do they get more of you, brother? Oh, man, you know, so I want to encourage you guys to go to businessandbourbon.live. Go there, become a member. It's totally free. But um, we just, our community now, we're about 11,000 strong globally. And it's really about empowering and encouraging um, sellers and entrepreneurs to do better business. Our, our, Our credo for business and bourbon is do better business through building deeper relationships. That is what it's about. And remember this, it is business before bourbon. We are not, it's not about whiskey, guys. It's about creating experiences. It's about educating people. It's about inspiring people and, and motiv- motivating people. Um, you know, half the people that attend are our in-person experiences, which we do in person, we do virtual. But half the people that, that attend our in-person experiences, they don't drink. Because it's not cool. about that. We bring people together for the right reasons, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate. All right. Build connection, collaborate, do business. I don't shy away from that. Like one of the things I want to make sure that's clear, like we're not about gimmicks. There's so much gimmick, so many gimmicks out there and marketing and all this where, you know, people are coming together for the wrong reasons. And when you come together for the wrong reasons, you don't get the right outcomes. When you bring people together for business, you bring people together to be educated in business, to be inspired by other business leaders, then you're going to get great outcomes. And you're not just going to get people coming, hanging, hanging out to to have a bunch of drinks and, and um, you know, and, and need Uber rides home. That's not what we're about. Dude, this was so fun. Ron Al, thank you so much for bringing heat to the Sales Leadership Podcast. Thanks for bringing 
action. Thanks for not bringing theory. Thank you for writing a guidebook and not a textbook. Right? There are so many big talkers and not enough big doers. And mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, 50,000 strong of the Sales Leadership Podcast, we have been introduced to one of the great doers of our time. I hope that you will follow the links that we put in our show notes. I hope you'll connect with him. And most of all, I hope your teams decide to shut the hell up and sell. Ronnell, you're a beast. Thanks for joining us. And say to everybody, happy selling. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this episode is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Listen, it's a new year, a new year with new dynamics, and we need to bring new sales leadership to those teams we lead. And that's not easy. That's why having access to the largest collection of sales leadership assets will be so important. Think of Sales Leadership United as the Home Depot for sales leaders. There's everything you need to take your sales leadership game up a notch and create elite impact with those you lead. I'm talking about sales leadership curriculum, sales meeting concepts that are vetted and ready to go, proven frameworks used by some of the most elite sales teams in the world, video insights from this episode with, with Ronell and dozens of others elite sales leaders worldwide, a private podcast for members only, and weekly updates on what I'm seeing other sales leaders use and do to create elite impact with the teams they lead. Listen, people join Sales Leadership United because of the depth of the sales leadership assets, but they stay because the tools remain so current, so relevant, and so immediately applicable. So don't reinvent sales leadership this year. You can find Sales Leadership United on Patreon, and for less than the cost of lunch, you can invest in yourself in a way that will supercharge your sales leadership journey. So tap into the tools, the trainings, and techniques used by some of the most successful sales leaders in the world, and check out Sales Leadership United today. Now, I was a fan of Ron L. before he ever wrote his book. I've been drawn to his work in sales and his approach in sales for a while now. So when I was introduced to him by a good friend, Adam Peake, who also has been a show guest, I was pumped to have the opportunity to chop it up with him. And I love the simplicity of Ron L's approach to sales. Don't get me wrong. There was a ton of work that went into making it simple. It reminds me of that quote that I think was by either Abraham Lincoln or Benjamin Franklin, I can't remember which, where he said, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter paper. Um, writing something short and, 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 and simplifying it, you know, making it, making it easy to digest and understand that's strategic by definition, the strategic leaders are able to get to the point and, and give you frameworks that are simple. And so there was a ton of work that went into making it simple because whenever I think, I, I think that whenever we make sales about persuasion, I think we're doing it wrong because our job isn't to persuade or to coerce or to manipulate or to wear people down. I think it's really simple. It's to connect. And as we kick off this year, a year that will undoubtedly be a different year, one where our customers will have different viewpoints than they've had in the past, one where our customers may have different problems than they've had in the past, it's going to be really important to know how to connect. And I think every single one of us would benefit from having our own philosophy spelled out. So I want you to think for a minute, like Ron L did, where he starts his book with what's my philosophy. I wanna ask you the same question he asks. What's your philosophy about selling? What's your philosophy about leading? And most important, does this approach to sales and leading bring you joy? 
Okay. The reason I ask that is the very first, the, the introduction to Ron L's book, like the, one of the very first paragraphs, he's, he says, basically, I'll put, let me, let me put it in quotes. Let me, let me try and, and get it as, as close to that right as I can. Okay. I, I, I'm going to read it. He says, do you get joy out of sales? I mean, true happiness. And then he finishes the paragraph by saying, do you just wish sales were more simple and more fulfilling? Ronald goes on in that piece to say that your philosophy should fuel everything you do in sales, the activities, the metrics, the frameworks, all of it. And the reason shutting the hell up will help you have the kind of influence you need to have with clients and with members of your sales team is, is to have this opportunity where you can connect to what they care about so you can be valuable. That's the only way you're going to be valuable. You can connect to either a problem they care about or you can connect to a result that they care about. Either way, it's what they care about that makes you valuable. And this year, maybe more than any other I can remember, we got to do better than just connect to problems and ask the person who gets it to solve it. Okay? Um, we got to upgrade. We got to upgrade from emphasizing and understanding products and how they work to emphasizing and understanding problems. Okay. Now that was a good move and it was an important move, but we got to upgrade from that again. We got to upgrade one more time. Now we got to upgrade past the problems. People will have tons of problems that don't get attention this year. We got to move to priorities. The question you should ask yourself is what are the priorities your clients are facing? What are they? How do I detect them? How do I understand why they're prioritized? And to do this, my advice, go get a healthy dose of Ron L. Richards. He spells it out really clearly in this episode. Everything we do must be about them. Prospecting into prospects too often is about us. And by that, I mean the rep or the company. So coaching our reps is too often us, meaning the, the sales leader. And, and uh, connecting is about making things about them, not about us. So go check out Ronell. Get his book. Check out Business and Bourbon. And make 2023 about those who those who you serve make it about what they prioritize because that will change everything and will change it fast because this will give you something that is a massive game changer and that something is alignment alignment's one of those difference makers that very few ever find with consistency so if you're even a little out of alignment the farther down the road you go when you're out of alignment the farther away you'll get from your clients or members of your team and if you implement some of what ronell has suggested you'll find alignment faster than you may have thought possible. So connect before you try to correct. Learn what their priorities are. Make those your priorities. Provide insights around those priorities and then shut up so you'll have a chance to sell. Ronell, my guy, thank you so much for joining me. This was such an awesome and such a timely episode. I love your energy. I love your insights and I love your philosophy. Listen, we're at a time of the year when people are putting their game plan uh, for the year in place. And Ronell, you've given us some rock solid insights that are going to help people all around the world win. So thank you for your willingness to share with sales leaders all around the world. So go connect with Ronell, reach out to him, follow him, check out his podcast, Business and Bourbon, get a copy of Shut Up and Sell. And, and we've put links in the show notes to make it easy for you to get everything Ronell can give you to help you in your sales leadership journey. And be sure to check out Sales Leadership United to get the video segments of my highlights with the conversations with Ronell. You're going to want to use those videos for sure. 
Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those you work with. Introduce them to the Sales Leadership Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. And you can support the show by checking out Sales Leadership United. It would mean the world to me if you would check out check us out on Patreon and, and give us a shot. I think you'll be glad you did. Thank you so much for your ongoing support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Our job as sales leaders is to create life-changing years for the people you lead. If you liked this message, please share it this week with someone that needs to hear it. So get after it this week because life is short and you got no guarantee of what will come tomorrow. Maximize what you do today. Be elite. Live strong and chase your passions. Do your best work so you can live your best life. And don't ever forget that you got this and I got you. Have a terrific week. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.